1: Welcome to Athletes Unfiltered. What the hell's going on here? I, I literally told him, I was like, you're in high school. And then he's like, no, I'm not in high school. Like, you, you, you fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, geez, this, this guy's definitely not coming here now. <laughs> the podcast made by the athlete for the fans. Kind of the main difference is that we're just pouring our hearts and souls into the sport. And I know our guys want to win. And that's what, what hurt in that moment. And what I had to kind of overcome and and come to the realization, you know, this is what I signed up for. Now here are your hosts, Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom.
0: Whether you are eating a snack, doing laundry, whatever you like to do while you listen to podcasts, we welcome you in to episode number four of Athletes Unfiltered. I'm one of your hosts. Jeff Ekstrom, and my other host, as always, Taylor Martinez. Sorry, I'm in Adrian Martinez. Adrian, Uh, how's it going? It's going, you know? No, it's going good. But
1: (laughs) I will say, um, if you guys aren't in the joke, whoever's listening, it was a a heck of a couple days for me um, at the College World Series, Having a good time. My girlfriend's there. My my buddies are there with me watching a great, and I mean great, Vandy-Stanford uh, playoff game. And, you know, a camera crew comes over. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the seventh inning. It's kind of late in the game. They come, come up, and they're like, hey, are you who we think you are? Like the Nebraska quarterback. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And so they just have the camera on me, and they don't really tell me when I'm mm-hmm. going to be on, whatever. And they don't end up saying a word to me the whole time. <laughs> So I'm just sitting there like kind of trying to act as casual as possible, mm-hmm. but it's pretty awkward, you know. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> pretty awkward. Right there, like literally right in my face. I'm like, okay. So my friends think the camera's just on me when in reality it's really on all of them, mm-hmm. and it, it's like on me, but they're in the shot. So you, if you go back and watch the video, you can see me mouthing the words like "fake, fake talk to me, please," like "fake talk to me." <laughs> I'm, I'm fake talking to you. I'm fake talking to you. Like I'm turning back and forth. <laughs> Literally saying those words because my girlfriend's on her phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, she was, like, recording a video of us. But it's hilarious because all her family members are just giving her, like, nonstop shit yeah. about, like, oh, you're just on your phone, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, The next day, I guess I didn't even say the main reason it's a big deal, big-ish deal. But the camera, ESPN, they show my name as uh, Taylor Martinez, which, of course, was a quarterback here sharing the same last name as myself, and my phone blows up immediately. And I'm thinking like, oh, you know, I showed up on TV. Like, maybe that's why I look at it. and they're like, dude, they just called you Taylor. They just, oh, Taylor Martinez, question mark, blah, blah, blah. Taylor Martinez, Taylor Martinez. I'm like, oh, great. You know, this is just <laughs> awesome. Oh boy. You love to see this. So in the next couple of days, I don't think I heard my name, my actual name maybe twice, <laughs> four times. The rest was Taylor. I don't think there was a single person, and not to mention countless Instagram DMs and oh boy, yeah comments on Twitter. But you got to love it. You got to be able to laugh. And honestly, thank you ESPN for creating that moment because it was funny. Um, later in the game, I think they felt like bad for me or something because they put me on the jumbotron. Oh, really? And they, they put did. my actual name. There you go. Um, I think that was a handout. There's no other reason that happened. And it was like the eighth inning, and it was an insane game. And they show some random college quarterback. Like, who wants – that was a handout. They felt yeah. bad for me. But you know what? Thank you. Um, it was hilarious. But the jokes, I'm hoping they end soon.
0: Well, gosh, it was so big that the World Herald and Journal Star, they all made a quick story about it. It was that big. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Apparently. you yeah. know.
0: I'd, I don't know. I guess it's kind of slow right now. You yeah. know. It, I mean, it was like – I don't know, like four sentences or something like that, but they made, like, there was a link you could click on an article where it said that. Yeah, and I just, just want all
1: the speculation. We are not related in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, we just have You know, Martinez is a pretty common last name, I will say, uh, but you got to love it. Whoever the production person is or whoever put up that name, don't beat yourself up about it. It was hilarious. Uh, you know, I'm just in agony, no biggie. <laughs>
0: Like they say, any publicity is good publicity, publicity.
1: Yeah, something like that. So, you know, they created the moment on Twitter.
0: They just ran with it. I'd be – I haven't had a chance to try and do this. I'd be interested to see, like, what the broadcasters were saying at that moment, too.
1: Yeah, like, I Like, if they
0: were like – I think someone said, like,
1: actually said my name correctly. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the graphic they came across was Taylor Martinez. So – who knows and apparently I got some more airtime after that of
0: them correcting it so I think they felt bad well there you have it Adrian Martinez on the podcast not Taylor we get that settled but stay tuned because we have a great conversation with Brock and Jojo Doman coming up stay tuned please I think both of us please don't go away we got some great stuff coming up stay tuned Welcome back, Athletes Unfiltered, episode number four. Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom with you here. And we have two gentlemen, not one, but two Doman brothers in the studio with us. Boys, how's it going?
2: Great to be here, man.
0: Doing wonderful. Awesome. I mean, I think the first question we got to ask, Adrian, would Brock get away from JoJo on a blitz or would JoJo hammer Brock? Hey, you're asking me? Yeah, I'm asking these you. guys. You. I, yeah, you. I guess Please you guys
1: be... are both going to say, you know, ah, you know, this is tough. Brock, <laughs> I like you, man. But the thing is, I got to go with my dog, JoJo. I have, <laughs> I have to. He's just a beast. You know, I think today I saw on Twitter just announced preseason All-American, mm-hmm. you know. I think today? it was a, a PPF or whatever it is, you know, preseason Let's All-American. See. Yeah, He didn't even see it. He's a humble guy. <laughs> but he's a stud. He's just a beast. He's the best of the best. So... I don't think I'm getting away from him either. I mean, hey, you you
2: have your fair share of reps where you, we we get each other.
1: No I mean, doubt, no you doubt. Know,
2: that's the beauty of competing is you sometimes get God and sometimes you get him. So, and when it comes to Brock and I, like we've been competing since we came out of the womb. So, like he's beat me his fair share of times. I've got him his fair share of times, and it's just it's all love.
3: Yeah, but I'd say though he's got a different mode with me. Mm. So if we ever play against each other he'll have a like four sacks cuz he's got he's got he's got one <laughs> he's mode going to be turned all the way up he's got one mode and then he's got Brock mode and it's mm. it's a whole different level cuz in high school in practice yeah
0: now who was the better obviously Brock you're a quarterback so you're continuing that in your collegiate ranks but Jojo you played quarterback right absolutely yeah now who was the better high school quarterback
3: Sheesh. Uh, I'd definitely say Joe. This man went off. Joe, Joe, uh, I didn't even
2: know you played high school quarterback. Yeah. Freshman year quarterback, I was better. I obviously took my talents elsewhere after <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> I mean, I went off freshman year. I believe it. Yeah, I after that, he, Brock, de- Brock developed more.
4: Mm.
3: I, think, uh, I think he had like 35 touchdowns in 10 mm. games, and he was out at half – like on like seven oh, of them jeez yeah it was, yeah, it was ridiculous oh i bet it was i bet it was a good time so how
1: how far exactly apart are you guys in age because i don't know
3: uh 15 months mm.
1: oh so you guys are
3: yeah close boom boom now. boom
1: boom. <laughs> <laughs> boom boom yeah they got busy oh yeah hey it happens like that sometimes shoot you love to hear that but <laughs> let's talk about um brock let's talk about your journey Talk about, you know, I know you just committed to Louisville. Congrats, by the way. Yeah, congrats. There's a lot that happened before that. Let's, you know, touch on that as much as you want.
3: Yeah, so I'll just give a brief summary and then a little bit about um, what I learned from it. Yeah. Um, So I went to Ventura Junior College out of high school, uh, which is like five minutes from the beach in Southern California. Yep. Um, Won the Southern California Championship with them and then lost in the state game. Um, to Laney and then got a scholarship to Campbell and had 11 days to decide Um, and I knew I wanted to get out of JUCO and I knew um, it was a division one scholarship and um, it was an opportunity so I took it ran with it Um, ended up redshirting there and then um, it just didn't work out there with with football and then also just outside of football um so it was definitely just i needed a change and um it, it was such a blessing at the time i had no idea um because i never could have dreamt of going back to junior college yeah especially after mm-hmm. you know already being there so um it, Juco's was, it was, different now it, yeah isn't it? you know everything yeah, i've heard i've heard juco yeah. is
1: like you have to love it man if you're yeah. gonna do it
3: no i mean you can't be comfortable at all i mean it's it's meant to lily pad you on to um, a Division One school, but you know some people get comfortable there and mm. find a home there. So it's 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 really um, it's really vulnerable, I'd say, because it's not it, you can't just get like
1: complacent.
3: Yeah, you yeah. can't just get on a scholarship and and chill for the next four years. It's it's you know get in, get out. It's um, everyone for themselves. It's it's very yeah. hard to build culture there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure because of the yeah. turnover and all that. So. That's honestly the hardest part as a quarterback is how to build a culture at a place that everyone's trying to get their own scholarship. Mm. And you're
1: trying to be a leader and trying to bring the team together, but these guys are concerned about getting theirs. And, you know, it's hard not to say, like, man, you should get yours, you know, but for a common purpose, I bet that was tough dealing with and trying to win games, you know, not just doing your own thing.
3: 100%. And then I'd say the most empowering decision I ever made was um, going into my head coach at Campbell and telling him I'm – I'm in the portal and um, not knowing if anyone's gonna pick me up Mm -hmm. and just going for it believing in myself again taking a leap yeah I just I knew I wasn't a clipboard boy and um, so I just wanted to take another opportunity on myself and um, ended up Going to Independence JUCO, which is an awesome program, and
1: that, that was the one on Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah, So that that coach wasn't still there, was no. he? Because I think he was, he rough, got, right? He, yeah, he, he got, got in trouble. I thought, right? Yeah, he, yeah. he got booted. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Anyways, um, and had an awesome season with those boys, and uh, had an opportunity to throw for UCLA, and then out of nowhere. Um, Louisville hits me up. Was like, "Hey, can you come throw for us like in two days?" So we jump on like a plane. Like, <laughs> let's go. Let's yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they did their due diligence and uh, made sure no one else was was out there, and then pulled the trigger. So it was it was such a surreal moment, just because um, I've always believed that I was a, I was a Power Five quarterback. So yeah. to, for it to actualize, man, is just.
1: And you've been working for it for yeah. a while. And, 100%. and you've had a journey. You've had the ups yeah. and downs, no doubt about it. it sounds like it took a leap.
3: Yeah.
0: It well, stopped. it's. I, I'm curious because I did my research, obviously, and there's a quote of you saying that you weren't coming out of high school, you weren't ready to be a power five quarterback. What do you think developed the most when you were at Juco and going through that journey to now be a power five quarterback?
3: Yeah. Um, First and foremost, my body. Like, I think I really hit the weight room in college, which was awesome. You know, I lifted weights in high school, but it's just a different level of commitment. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah, To college. Um, So, arm strength, specifically, Mm -hmm. I'd say definitely developed a lot in college. Um, And then, honestly, like, I think I already have 20 games of junior college under my belt. And just, you can't replicate game experience. Mm -hmm. So just having that level of college experience, even though it's not at the Division One level, um, still played probably thirty, forty guys that are at dealing schools all over the yeah, country. You, you yeah. played guys who've been there, and you yeah. know what it looks like. You know what it looks so, like. So um, you know, I'm not walking in with with zero experience. I think, hmm. honestly, I think it's it's amazing for quarterbacks. I would I would actually rather someone play a JUCO season and then jump to a university than than redshirting and developing at. A university. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think game experience you, you can't teach. So I, I just grew so much from just playing mm-hmm. honestly, even just from week one to week seven, this spring, like was a world of difference, yeah. mm-hmm. world of difference.
0: So well, I find it interesting too, because with the transfer portal, it's not a better time to be a player and the freedom of where you want to go and everything like that. But I also think it might have a negative impact on Juco players because because the more D one transfers that you have entering the portal pushes down the JUCO players. Uh, did you would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that um, you know it, usually what they would do to try to fill those spots is JUCO guys. Now the priority is um, big time transfers out of Division ones mm-hmm. and then JUCO. So it used to be where the number one option and then it was high school, right? Yeah. Now it's you know. Uh, D1 bounce backs, Juco guys, and then high school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I heard there was like 2,000 some. There's a crazy number out there. Yeah, and it seems like, um, and uh, honestly, the biggest effect I would say was COVID just because a lot of, you know, these, both these boys came back, right? Mm-hmm. So, every, everyone's kind of backed up.
1: Yeah. Right? I mean, it's so, it's crazy out there. Like you guys both touchdown. I mean, there's a ton of people in the portal. Um, guys coming back so teams have weird numbers scholarship amounts um covid and all the effects that that had but dude you still made it and that's freaking awesome you know what i mean like all that stuff you went through freaking paid off i don't think there's a better feeling than that no not at all
3: yeah it feels so good to um you know be playing the same level as my brother Mm. i've always looked up to him in so many ways and uh, but I also knew that um, I was just like him. Yeah. You know, it wasn't um, any pedestal like looking up to. It was just a role model looking yeah. up to. And uh, so, yeah, it just feels good that, um, you know, God made a way. And I honestly just feel so much more prepared than if I would have just yeah. had a regular yeah. journey. I think so, it happened for a reason to, to put you in this spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm- You got to love the Dolman Brothers. Oh, I mean, yeah. just getting deep on you. And you no, got to love right? it. Right. <laughs> well, you got to be glad to get out of those small towns.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, Ventura so like, kind of <laughs> nice, you know. And, no, Ventura and it, was wonderful. And it, it was... didn't
1: – tell me if I'm wrong because I heard this the other day. I think I told my roommate, Tate, he's from Colorado, okay. um, that you were hopping on the pod. And I think when – have you seen the video of Jared Goff going to the JUCO? Oh yeah, the yeah throwing. Yeah. Yep. Were you the quarterback there at that time? Yeah. Oh wow, that was.
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that was. Did I you like know it was Brock. Jared Goff at the
3: time? What would you say? I like Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I had no clue. Um, so they um, they positioned it to us by saying that they are previewing this to potentially uh, be the next last chance you spot. Yeah. And they were in the process of doing that, so that was believable. Mm. And then the transfer, he obviously, like, had a wig on and all that stuff. Yeah. He, the quarterbacks were behind him. You know how we watch from behind in practice? Yeah. So I never saw his face. Mm. Um oh, okay. And they said he was a transfer from Middle Tennessee State, which you don't know the quarterback from Middle Yeah, Tennessee. you wouldn't yeah, no. just know they, it they off they the did, top. They did a wonderful job of dressing it. So, what did you I think
1: when a... you saw him throw? Were you like, holy crap, this guy's insane? Or were you like, oh, this guy's pretty good?
3: I'm not going to lie. My, like, <laughs> competitive like, – competitor in me was like I'm better than this dude yes sir yes. exactly it like, Has to be. I love how everyone like when they saw my reaction in the ki- you know in the video they're like oh man you must have been so scared I'm like not nah, to be honest I was just pissed mm. like, I wasn't scared whatsoever but when he made when he made some throws I mean I was definitely like very impressed but <laughs> I was more Focused on how he got every rep of the practice and how what am I gonna do <laughs> yeah. now? Like I was, more, I was focused, I was focused right on, on on things more important to me than how good this dude is. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, right? yeah. So um,
1: damn,
3: yeah. So when it when the, he announced that it was Jared Goff, I could, I didn't give a crap that it was mm. Jared Goff. I was just happy the nightmare was over. With. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but honestly, I've I've had some uh, crazy experiences in the sense of then also um, the first clip of the Laney Netflix um, season, I'm on there because we face him in the championship. Wow. Mm. So I think Netflix is just following me around. I guess I so. Know. They got a thing,
1: they a thing you for you, bro. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know uh, our teammate, Will Honus, uh, he was on like one episode of last chance you and he was psyched about it because he like blew up the quarterback or something it's like dude you got to check out that episode hit him so hard. yeah you already know Joe let's talk about you um why'd you come back for starters why'd you come back man I I had the end in mind
2: um mm. I try to li- I try to live my life looking forward to looking back and just this my whole college experience in general like i want to look back in 10 20 years like i did everything i freaking could to to help this program be successful to, yeah. to leave a lasting impact um and i felt like i had unfinished business covid didn't even feel like a season it kind of just felt like a bunch of scrimmages with a bunch of people that kind of cared kind of didn't and there's mm. a whole bunch of distractions and I definitely wanted one more go around in Memorial with 90000 and With with the real thing. Yeah, an opportunity to freaking just ball out with the N on my helmet before I even think about going to the next step, making money, trying to make a living, like just playing
1: football as a kid. Yeah, it's hard to beat. I mean, even go back to high school, it's it's not the same in college. It's different, and, I mean, it's grander, Mm -hmm. but that feel of playing like a kid and just truly enjoying it 100%, you know, In college, I would probably imagine it's the same way before you're getting paid, and it is truly a business business, you know? You don't get the days back, and I'm thankful. I know you know that. I'm not questioning it, by the way. Yeah, I just had to ask.
2: (laughs) We're all all here for a reason, Mm. and I'm not one to question that. I'm just one to, I guess, dive deeper into it and find it.
0: Well, JoJo, let's go back to your recruiting journey. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was between Nebraska and Colorado, right? That's right. And obviously, you're from Colorado Springs. Colorado State is there, but, I mean, Colorado, Boulder is just right over there. So that was kind of the home state team. Yep. How was that deciding to go to its biggest rival <laughs> instead of choosing the hometown team?
2: Yeah, I never looked at it like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I have a humble background where like, I was praying on my hands and knees like my sophomore year for
1: Wyoming for colorado state for anybody i feel you on that i feel you on that you know it's it's crazy i'll never forget i'm not going to mention his name but when i was coming up through the ranks in high school as a freshman there was a kid who was like a junior five star getting recruited like crazy all these letters and he was just like tossing letters away like ripping them up and tossing them away and i'm like dude i'd pray for i pray for those just a Mm -hmm. letter you know what i mean right and then you finally get a letter, and then you finally get an offer, and then they start creeping in, but yep. sorry to interrupt, but it, yeah. you just never forget that feeling exactly you know you try not to lose that hunger, right, so then when it came to like deciding like where am I going
2: i wanted I wanted a school where it meant something to play football there as someone who literally just grew up in a football family and all he wants to do is play football with his life um, that's what I was looking for, and when it when you break it down like Nebraska, Colorado, like the experience here in Nebraska is second to none in the Midwest and I had to jump on it. And I'm couldn't be happier I did.
0: Well you talk about obviously brother Rock, he plays football too. What also is the football background there yeah the rest of your family?
2: Right. Um my dad's been an NFL agent for over wow. twenty plus years. So we grew up going to training camps, OTAs, uh getting like locker room passes after mm-hmm. games um and really like being in the locker room mm-hmm. um i
1: am a am going to jump in what is the coolest story let's see, I, want I was one just gonna ask that too you. the coolest story
3: from one of those cool, experiences this man's got the coolest uh story tell arizona
2: yeah so basically we're in flagstaff arizona for the cardinals training camp yeah. in 2010 Okay, so Larry Fitzgerald, the year they're going on their Super Bowl run, yeah, to Kurt Warner lose type to the stuff, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, which was tragic, but. tragic.
2: Nonetheless, great team. I'm up in Flagstaff, and my dad's there negotiating a new contract for his um, now his then uh, client, Eric Green, and basically needs to have a one on one meeting with the GM, and is like, "Yo, eg, can you take Joe? Like, just mess around with him, like." I'm about to go get you some money. Like just enjoy yourself. right? <laughs> yeah. Make sure he doesn't do anything crazy. Well, my dad comes back from the meeting and I got like a thousand dollars in my hand. And he's like, what in the world? What were you all doing? Like I got a thousand dollars in my hand and I got like Excel, like Cardinal Gear on none of the (laughs) the clothes he left me with were on my body, and in the meantime, I jumped in a cold bath for five minutes up to my neck for $500. And then Andrew James in the locker room challenged me to a five minute wall sit. And Andrew James, I was a guy, so I took his money too. (laughs) Um, Of course, I had a ball, I took around, got Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, Neil Rackers. I mean, all the guys. Does
1: it get better than that when you're a kid too? I mean no come on like no and then the and yeah. then the cap
2: it all off like we're headed home and we uh my dad and i get through tsa and i'm like bugging him like yo dad 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 and my dad's thinking i'm gonna say something you know inappropriate so he's like just wait till we get through security like tell me afterwards like i don't want to hear it like don't like don't talk like do not talk so I wait, we get through, and I'm like, I think I left the money in the rental car. No. So he's like, are you kidding me? So we ended up calling. A lady picked up. He, my dad had to sell it. I said it was my birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> had to, yeah. They she, weren't giving that money back. Otherwise. Right, exactly. So she goes, finds the money, We thank her. She ends up sending it in the mail with a birthday card wow Just what an angel wow what a good that's lady awesome, too bad right? it wasn't your birthday
1: but hey <laughs> but that's what, what that's, about that's you that's you got story. one
3: yeah um mine's a little more unique in the sense of it wasn't necessarily about being with the nfl players but it was the experience yeah. so um i got to go to alaska when i was in fourth grade <laughs> um for my dad's client's wedding uh, he oh, was a geez. he was a guard for the broncos um and got to go on a cruise to a helicopter that took us onto a glacier and we went dog sledding oh, <laughs> Holy cow.
1: that's that's so sick for funsies just because you can just, i mean well, yeah, why, not? why
3: not and uh <laughs> like i remember in the helicopter you like saw wild grizzlies every everywhere and dude, like, i heard you know, alaska's
1: like a different planet
3: yeah, it was so yeah. it was in the summertime, and so when we got in, it was like 2 a.m., and the sun was it looked like it was like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, it was yeah, the I weirdest could, thing. I couldn't do that. It was like people were walking their dogs, and I was like, Are you sure, Dad, it's 2 a.m.? He's like, Yeah, <laughs> wow, and like they have these special blinders. and
0: yeah I, yeah, I
1: what's you know, this is gonna be sound dumb, but what's that one movie uh, with Sandra Bullock in it and uh, Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, propo- something about a proposal. There's gonna be a listener that knows what I'm talking about. Anyways, they go to Alaska and they're like, <laughs> they have to fake like they're married, and doesn't matter. I remember the blinds. That was the reference. Yeah, blinds reference. The special yep. blinds. It'd be yeah. hard to sleep in that. I don't know.
3: But honestly, I'd say the coolest part about it all is just um, not knowing at the time because we were kids. Like just how much we looked up to them, and then mm. getting really great, like just energy back from them because we were you know um their agent's sons that like they just they treated us like regular people and we yeah. treated them like regular people because we didn't know any differently as kids and
1: that goes a long way yeah and
3: so just uh being able to communicate with a professional athlete like on, on just a friendship like level mm. um i don't know like really inspires you that like there, like, there. There's no need for pedestals yeah. because you can, keep, like, people are humans at the end of the day. And yeah. we
2: developed this idea, like, I can be that. Like, he's mm-hmm. no different than me. Mm. Yeah.
1: Like, like he didn't. A lot of kids see him on TV and they're like uh, yeah. superheroes, you know. Yeah. And you got to see him on a level that, like, wow, they're not that much different than me. Yeah, right. You know.
3: Yeah, it felt tangible.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's yeah. so. That's so dope. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, those experiences came because
2: we just rotated. So like when he came back from Alaska, I was like,
1: "Was like what the heck?
2: (laughs) Where's my? (laughs) You gotta take me on a dope one next. (laughs) This is
1: crazy." For sure, I think that says a lot about your dad too. That's really cool. You know, he has those type of relationships because I don't think that stuff happens with you know everyone, just Mm -hmm. anybody. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Mm. Where were we with JoJo though? What we? I kind of interrupted you there. Yeah, we broke off on something, but your journey to Nebraska, your recruitment. um, Who was the coach at the time when you committed? Uh, Mike Riley.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. so it was Mike Riley. Yeah, okay. I got recruited under Mike Riley. Trent Bray brought me here, and within what it was two seasons, yeah, two no. seasons, I got the boot, and that mm. was
1: wild. What was that? Tra- yeah. How did you find out? And what was that transition like?
2: I think I found out on Twitter with like everybody else. Oh boy,
1: um, you know what's what's crazy is you. More and more people find out through Twitter. It doesn't happen face to face, and I don't know whose fault that is. Like, who do you blame? <laughs> right, but. It's just unfortunate. Guys shouldn't have to find out that way, but it happens all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. All the time. Right. Just like Moose. Like, how'd you find out about Moose? Yeah, we all found out on Twitter. I mean, it's a tough way, but (laughs) I'm not – honestly, I have no idea, you know, what the situation is there, but I'm confident.
3: I definitely think there's some confrontation issues at times when it comes to transition with college uh, coaches
1: hmm well you know yeah it, there's egos at play huge egos mm-hmm. you know what i mean and maybe there's too much pride to stand in front of a team and be like hey i'm getting fired or whatever there's people are in such a rush to get information out and you know reporters this and that they all want the the first you know the first what breaking news and i can't mm-hmm. bl- like that's their job you can't blame them for that and so it's just a circle that who who's really to blame right. you know what i mean Yep.
0: Well, it's interesting, Jodo too, because I mean, the co- the writing was on the wall by the end of Riley's tenure too. Yeah. So, like, how was it being on a team like that with that like cloud over the team, being like, you're not gonna win if you're not gonna above 500 or something. Your coach is done. Like, right. How like, was how that? Because we... yeah, that was like widely speculated throughout the second half of the year. Um, I think like
2: everyone deflects responsibility Mm. so like the coaches were probably like darn it we need better players in here and the players are just trying to disassociate themselves we're gonna do our thing i don't know like i think in those cases like nobody wants to take extreme ownership of the failed process Mm. so whatever that entails all everything that entails
0: and how was that change obviously riley leaves coach ross comes in how was that How was that transition? Because it must have been weird.
2: It absolutely was weird. Um, It was exciting, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, Scott Frost coming back to Nebraska, I think I was in the same boat as everyone else. Like, I was jumping up and down, ready to go, um, wanting to play for Coach Frost. And um, But it obviously came with its challenges. Um, They didn't know who I was. I was coming off injury. Mm. Um, I didn't get to compete in spring ball, their first spring ball here. And we're going into fall camp and they just, you know, they have this idea of me, but they don't actually know me. Mm -hmm. And here I am, like a kid who's coming out of the training room, like trying to prove himself. And
1: I bet that was stressful.
2: Absolutely. And then I have a, I have a sacral stress fracture from squatting too much. um, Mm. And I missed the first, was it five games of 2018?
1: Yeah. At that point too, I didn't know how good you were either though. You know, I didn't get to, I think GIF was hurt too during spring. Um, but yeah, I, like, I had no idea, right. No idea. You didn't get that chance necessarily. I had sense. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Found your way, you yeah. know, you kind of find that confidence back during that time. Like what was, how, how'd you end up figuring it out? You yeah.
2: Know? So 18 months without football. Um, wow. Just back to back ACLs. Um, it made me ask the question for the first time, like, who am I without football? Yeah. Um and I really really grew internally. Um and came to terms with myself and who I am and what I stand for and what I want to be. And it really it really gave me the opportunity to dream. Um as someone who's crutching around and uh really only was looking forward to the relationships in my life and everything else was painful or stressful or a nuisance. Um it 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 centered me. It grounded me, and it was, like, maybe the single most, like, growth aspect of my life up to this point, that, like, without that event, I'm not sure I would still, like, be sitting right here. Yeah, you wouldn't be nearly
1: the same guy you are right, right now. I mean... Exactly. That's, you know, life-altering.
2: Yeah. Really? Yeah. So then getting back to football, um, it was 90% in my head, like... I was seven months out from surgery. I should physically be able to do these things. Um, but I have to mentally be above um, above the
1: negativity, above the doubt, above the fear. And that's something. And that, not even like outside doubt, but like internal doubt, exactly. you know, which is greater, I think, than outside doubt. So much doubt. greater.
2: Yeah, I wasn't even tuned into that. I, I, yeah. could, I could care less yeah. because I was pr- trying to prove to myself I can do this. Mm. I can still play football at the level that
1: I know I'm capable of. Yeah. I think that year was the Ohio State game, right? That's right. And, you know, we're playing Ohio State. I think you got that strip sack. Mm-hmm. Legendary stuff that right That was there. his best
2: player. That's not right? me so far. And that wasn't me.
1: <laughs> how, how not?
2: That, was the, that wasn't me. That was the football gods blessing me in
1: the <laughs> right place, right time. Mm. And that's, and how like, but, that's how it uh, goes sometimes, man. That's how it goes. What, what there's a there's a saying out there a phrase something like preparation and opportunity equal luck or something like that you know right. what I mean like you worked your ass off mm-hmm. to get that opportunity get that you know sometimes the ball falls your way, but it's less about luck than you think right you know and i was
2: I was present like mm. i was i am hey, I'm, I'm with you there too. the I growth mindset
1: and being present in the moment right. i mean there they huge things to to key on and something i found myself getting to you know yeah. it wasn't easy. Totally.
3: Yeah, I think one thing, though, to be able to get to that point, one thing we touched about earlier was finding himself outside of football. You know, being in JUCO as many times as I have, you know, I definitely had to consider the alternative path of not reaching my dreams. Mm. And um, I really just fell in love. Like, you got to fall in love with who you are as a person and your potential in it doesn't matter the hat you wear. Like right now, we're all college football players, but like you know, one day we're gonna change that hat to whatever it is, whether it's professional or real estate or yeah, you know, whatever you get into, right? Um, not being attached, not being um, attached to that by by your identity, yeah. but Um, just being a part of it. So, um, I I reminded myself, you know, even yesterday. You know, I'm not the Louisville quarterback. I'm Brock Doman who decides to play football at Louisville. Yeah. And and that's, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's huge.
1: That's huge. I mean, that's hard to do because, I mean, from personal experience, I know I, I think I touched on it last episode, yeah. but my sophomore year, man, I, was, I wasn't I was Age Martinez who played quarterback. You know, I was the quarterback, and that was my identity. That's who mm-hmm. I was, and when you do stuff like that, The ups and downs are tremendous. Right. You know, and when we play on college game day and we get smacked by Ohio State, the low is pretty low. You know, you throw three interceptions and fumble, whatever. You know, like, you're down because you're attached to that. There's got to be a detached interest. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with both of you guys more. Yeah. like um, Your emotions
2: are performance-based. So, like, based on your performance dictates – like how you feel about yourself, and that's the wrong no way doubt. to go about it. No doubt.
1: 100%. Easier said than done. Yeah, I mean we're ta- yeah it we're,
2: it totally we're here is. talking
1: because we've been there, done yeah. that. <laughs>
3: no, exactly. you know what? I love this because um, I just got smacked in mini games in golf earlier today, <laughs> and it was like it was really affecting me, right? And I'm just now coming to the realization of like that can't, I can't affect how I feel about myself. You know it, it, it but it like it's. It sounds silly, but like even that's why we love golf—is it can simulate competition, and it, and then from there you learn how to become a better competitor by yeah, being neutral.
1: A hundred, I couldn't yeah. agree more with you again. Right? I mean, it's like a mind game. Yes. you know, because it's so easy to get frustrated, and when you lose or lose focus, you're not dialed in. Mm-hmm. You're well, frustrated the, the with whole yourself. Goal, the whole
3: goal—is to enjoy it. Oh,
1: I it's like, I do, but then at the same time, it's funny. Like when I'm playing my best, I'm not even thinking. I'm just relaxing. I'm yeah. playing and enjoying it. I'm being mm-hmm. present.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You try too hard, or you're whatever. I mean, so it makes you great though. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's
3: one thing. Mental. One thing I notice as a QB, I don't know if you can relate, is like you get so zoned in sometimes that the uh, the few moments in the game you you like aren't in that. And you like take a second and you think to yourself, it's it's kind of crazy in the sense of like you're just out there and you're like, OK, like it's got to be present again. Like it's it's, it's not easy. Like it's, it's really not. It's, no, it, it takes uh, so much mental power um, because it's so easy to be able to have a thought come into your brain and marinate on it when nece- when it's not necessarily um, beneficial to be thinking about it
1: yeah no doubt important to the right now you know that's okay. the one thing i think is really cool about quarterback it is hard physically you know putting a pass wherever 20 yards to the right just outside the defender or over moving defender. target but bigger than that is the mental aspect mm-hmm. and i think the amount you have to focus and stay dialed in um with a bunch of other things flying around it's pretty uh i mean that's what makes it fun yeah it's an incredible challenge yeah it is um no disrespect to the nickel outside I mean, linebacker. Hybrid guy over there. I can relate. <laughs> no, no, he cannot. This man,
3: when he played, he would look at his first read and then mm. he would take off and he was a better athlete than everyone else. Oh, I bet it
1: didn't even matter. <laughs> it's so stiff a in. guy into oblivion. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So this man had probably twice as much rush yards as as pass and touchdowns. So but I mean, he was ridiculous. He was the Tim Tebow of that. Led my team to victory. <laughs>
1: period. Period. Yeah. You know, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, he he wore number seven, and uh, fifteen wasn't available at Louisville, so I'm gonna wear number seven. Really? I uh,
1: Love that. Yes, sir. You're right. You're right. That's awesome. So, um, Jojo, not we don't have any video in here. Obviously, we don't. I don't know what you posted lately on the gram, on Twitter, but. For you guys out there that know what JoJo looks like, he shaved his head. I did. He totally shaved it off. Bald. Was it bald? It was bald. So it's wow. like a, a nice buzz right now. Yeah. But it was bald. So there was a reason behind it. We haven't talked about it in depth, but I want right. you to touch on it. Yeah. Okay.
2: So I just basically i am reading this book, Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey. Highly recommend it. Um, he, it's not a self-help book in the sense that he tells you how to live your life. He just reflects on his life experiences in a way that's very relatable. Um, and basically, the man in pursuit of himself goes down to Africa and floats down the Amazonian River with snakes and pythons wrapped around his body. Dude. What? Sheesh.
3: Yeah. Sheesh. Are you in, serious? Pursuit, no. in
2: pursuit of a wet dream, of a wet dream that was actually a nightmare. He just needed a change of scenery. scenery. He needed to get relative with himself. So he left and it risked his life, risked his life, shaved his head, ended mm. up wrestling like a, a tribe leader and like See, stalemated that's, it and, that's earned the, sick though. and earned the whole tribe's like respect and <laughs> oh, like still
1: is like best friends with one of the dudes on his trip. Like, I need
2: to read this book. I need Ooh, to read I this haven't. book.
1: My dad actually gifted me this book and I haven't read it yet.
2: Yeah. And it's on Audible. You get one free download on Audible and it's actually Matthew McConaughey like oh, narrating it. Subject.
1: So that might be the way to go. Just to get started, like a little kickstart, like, oh, now I got to keep going.
3: Yeah. Honestly, I like the Audible better because his voice is just soothing. I mean, he's iconic, yeah. dude. Yeah. You know
1: that one, like, Lincoln commercial? He's, like, talking all smooth whatever. Right. Yeah. The only bad thing about him is he's a Texas fan. I've probably. always been driving a Lincoln before I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your impression. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. You know, have you heard about, like, the Amazon... You know why would anyone go to the Amazon? There's so many things there that can kill you. Yeah, there's like piranhas, crocodiles, sharks can get in there, anacondas. You know, Man. maybe there's tribes. You know, uh, whatever. He literally went to Africa and laid in a, a river with like all these things wrapped around him. Like, yep, I would, That's nuts. <gasps> On his own
2: accord, just it's because he, he wanted to, because he wanted find to find himself
1: in a different way, right?
2: And so the the meaning of shaving the head was to lose attachment to your earthly appearance hmm. to lose attachment to your earthly appearance I've looked in the mirror for the last 15 years and saw basically the same dude with the same haircut and for me to get to a point where I was just like I needed something fresh I wanted to get I wanted to get relative with myself and kind of get back to the basics and and refine myself in a way and the simple act of shaving my head like helped propel me into like, okay, what do I want to do with myself? And like when I look at the mirror at night, like who do mm. like who do I feel?
1: It's kind of like a reminder mm-hmm. in a way of what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. And it's
2: mm. I, I didn't and I did it the first day and I woke up the next day and I was more surprised than the first day when mm. I actually shaved it off. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is real. Yeah. You know? Okay. Huh. Let's get Let's center ourselves, let's ground ourselves, like what's my mission, what's my purpose today, what what's my intention? Like and it just like every day I wake up it is a reminder of like you get one life, man, you get one opportunity. We got three, four more months together to maximize it and time it's gonna, flies, man. It's gonna it set aside. Yep. So let's maximize
1: it. Just giving some straight inspiration on the pod today. I, right. hope, I hope 100%. people
2: are inspired. So, this
0: episode you know. has been deep. Like, yeah. holy cow. <laughs>
1: We've gotten a whole new level, and I love it. I texted y'all to bring your floaties. We're going in the deep end. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what? You're lucky you have some great hair. You're lucky because some other dudes, like your brother, too, I can see it. Good hairline. Like, you're solid. Right. One of my roommates won't men- mention his name, <clears throat> Brody Belt. But <laughs> if he shaved his head, he'd be done for. Dude would be done for. <laughs> right. So. That's something to be thankful about. No doubt. (laughs) I am thankful
0: for this beautifully shaped head.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Brock and Jojo Doman are with us on Athletes Unfiltered. We'll take a break, come back with the best part of the show. Tweets Unfiltered, up next. Stay tuned. return here on athletes unfiltered adrian martinez jeff ekstrom along with the dolman brothers brock and jojo best segment of the show tweets unfiltered adrian we got a good one from frank Pepper, and this is a response to the poll that we released about adrian being a center or cam Jurgens being a quarterback yep. and a response to that was quote, if we have another losing record this year, I'm blaming it on the podcast, unquote. Ridiculous. Great. 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 Let's go. Frank?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got Yeah, JoJo's responding for me, actually. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Man, this
2: podcast is an opportunity for us to speak our minds. For you to get inside of the head who's inside of the actual helmet. If you only love us for what we do in between those lines, then you're not an actual fan. Like, true love... Is unconditional so if you don't love this program and every person that comes through it just because for just to love something to be a part of something then dude you're in it for the wrong reasons Frank I don't you might get a second chance probably not
0: mm. do we need to go on do I even need to say anything after that I mean
1: <laughs> bars I couldn't even I can't replicate that I can't um, I will say just for everybody's information we will be backlogging the podcast mm-hmm. We won't be actively recording during the season, but I can promise you stuff will be coming out during the year. It just won't be recorded during that time, and that's the facts.
0: Oh, and well, we got to ask since it's about the response to this poll. Do you guys vote? So pretty much I'll give you the premise because <laughs> that was a no. I got that look from
1: JoJo. He didn't vote. I didn't vote. <laughs> would Cam Jurgens be a better quarterback or would I be a better center? Like in-game. I guess. I mean, maybe like give me give me like a month to maybe put on as much weight quick, as I this man, can. This quick man fifty. Yeah. Yes, he is the center right now. He's the active center.
2: <clears throat> well, you're the center. You're just going. You're sliding to the zone side every time. You got it's a three on two most
3: times. Dude, I like... know.
1: I know the protections, man. I know that run game. Yeah, I would Cause... have to.
3: I would have to go with you being the center just because. Thank you. You know, I don't. I don't know how you would handle a 330-pound nose tackle, but you – (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, a center, of QB, unless you're running, you know, QB sneak. That was his – his
1: argument was like he was just going to do that freaking
3: with you at center
1: well I'm maybe assuming there's an actual center up there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we both were flipped we just right. everyone would be fucked no matter what yeah I'm a, I'm a put me on offense at that point yeah but yeah just i mean
3: we're anyways put him on, on offense we need yeah. to put me on offense i yeah. want
1: to play both sides this year you i care.
3: need to see him at a receiver rep i have to he got recruited like by half of his schools for a receiver and really? I I he pushed I pushed do. for him to be a receiver he wanted to be defense so mm. uh, Yeah. I I mean, defense
0: you- is fun. You get to hit people.
1: It's a different mentality. Yeah. I mean, is it, it is. not? You know, you kind of get to just put your nose to, you, Obviously there's thinking on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball, but there's like a different like we're like the bad guys out here, you know what I mean? He likes being the bad guy, and you sure. can't necessarily bring, yeah. you know, on offense. It's just different.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of intangibles on defense, right? Instincts. um What's
1: the a word I'm
2: looking for? Um, Anticipation, Anticipation. Mm-hmm. right? You can't. I was You can't teach those. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> That's that brotherly love, right <laughs> there. No. Um, you can't teach those when like. I mean, I could be a baller receiver. How many walk-ons are like some like great route runners catch every ball consistent that never get a shot to actually play because you know there's a more talented, bigger, faster, stronger, highly touted recruit that's going to get more opportunity than them solely based on potential. So defense is kind of like an opportunity where like you either make plays or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's very objective.
3: It's a good perspective.
2: I must say I like that.
1: We got any more tweets? You guys gotta have something. Dude, I
2: don't. There's
1: gotta be something out here.
2: Don't come at me sideways on Twitter. You're gonna get the hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Not a lot of hate.
2: I'll throw one of my burner accounts at you. Oh no! We'll get oh, after hate.
1: it. You got? You got? Are you big burner guy? Is that a thing?
2: Dude, Can I saw KD do it and thought I'd try.
1: Who? Katie? Yeah, it
2: keeps the hate off my
1: off me. Honestly. Mm. Should I get a burner account? Maybe that's the next poll we need to throw out there. Should I get a burner account? And roast
2: the dudes who are roasting you.
1: But then they'll know it's me.
2: Like get your back. No, like, but give them valid points. Like, you just know, give you the don't facts. tip
1: your hand. Yeah, just hit them with the facts. Give
2: them the facts. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Like literally, quite literally. That's quite literally. <laughs> I
3: think you have to be pretty invested at that point. <laughs> yeah. It would go it'd be like counterintuitive to everything we've talked yeah. about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing. I think you let your, like, mom get on it and, yeah, you know, let her. Family clap back. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude,
1: <laughs> that's the thing. Like, my dad, I, I'll never forget, you know, he was even. It's hard, though. Like, my my grandparents, they're on social media because that's where everything's kind of happening now. And they don't have a, I don't think, a complete understanding. I'm not even sure they know how to find this podcast. Mm. But Besides they, the link you're sending yeah besides that so right they'll comment on everything i post you know the sweet stuff but then they see all these other hate comments whatever and they take it too seriously you know and my parents are kind of the same way that way and i've always encouraged them like do not respond no matter what like it's look if if this is giving the person on the other end of that phone satisfaction let them Mm -hmm. you know we're bigger than that you gotta pick your battles your battles, like this, isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not worth your energy. But right. I think it's easy to get caught up in. Guess questions. That's Guess another questions. segment. We
0: can do that. Guess questions. Mm.
1: What? What
2: has been an aspect of your
0: inner monologue
2: with yourself that you believe has helped you circumnavigate all the hate? Um, all the doubt, all the expectations, like what aspect within you has helped you um, overcome those obstacles?
1: Well, I'll try and touch on something outside of like what we've already talked about because, yeah. you know, that experience, very similar experience that I had, kind of finding that identity outside of football, that was a big thing. And then mm-hmm. being present in the moment and finding joy in it mm-hmm. and not being – Another thing that I think is important, not being outcome oriented, you know, realizing I'm growing, I'm getting better no matter what, just because this, the the third throw of the day at, on a Tuesday practice isn't perfect, like, doesn't mean I have to beat myself up and lose the rest of this day because I'm that pissed off and that frustrated that I'm not loose and playing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm getting the rep. I'm getting better. It's a process. I grew today. I got better today. And that is what it is. And we go play whoever on Saturday and I give everything I got everything I got I prepped everything I got I fumble Mm -hmm. you know I we lose the game all right I got better I left it all out there it's not necessarily the outcome when you're focused always on the outcomes it's like you're not always going to win but when you're focused on growing and yes I got better Mm -hmm. and I'm getting better and I'm climbing up that mountain you know it's a it's a brick by brick it's a process it's a you know it's the constant kind of communication to yourself that way yeah that I think has helped fuel me and keep me going and not necessarily like it's got to be a win yep and um I think that's a big thing I love you know and and honestly I wouldn't have found that if we were just winning all the time if there weren't if there wasn't adversity you know I wouldn't have had to overcome that and kind of find that process because I think it's you know, obviously biased, but I think it's like a, a really good approach <laughs> and now. it's not something I came to on my own by mm-hmm. any means, you know, I've had help getting there and yeah, you know, I think Dr. Brett's been a great help. Shout out Dr. Brett. Shout um, out. But it's been a process <laughs> finding it, but being there and kind of accepting that and yeah. letting that, I don't even know how to, how to describe it beyond that, you know, but it's, uh, it's been big for me. Yeah. I can see that. Mm. I can see that. Yeah, and like I think it even carries over in the weight room. You know what I mean? Just think of thinking of it that way, like I'm growing today. Yeah. I'm getting better today. I'm all right, let's show up, let's approach this for what it is right now. Let's Mm -hmm. not think about the homework I have to do later. Let's not think about, you know, the game I have in a month. Let's think about that squat rack and what I'm about to put on the bar. Yep. And how that's gonna benefit and how I'm gonna overcome that. Can't control anything else. Mm -hmm. Right. Love that,
3: man. Yeah, that, I, got a, I got a question for you. Um, you want to go first?
0: Oh, I was just going to say it. Thinking, just constantly thinking about the future is like so tough not to do. Mm. It is. It's so tough not to do. Or yeah. the past. I mean, that's,
1: honestly, it's yeah. like what anyone ever does. Like you're always thinking about what I'm going to do or what I just did or whatever. Like mm-hmm. how about the right now? Yeah.
3: And what's wild about the future is it's just the next present moment. So.
1: Bar. That's a bar. Yeah. No. It's another bar. Dude, we're hitting some some serious wisdom (laughs) flying out right now. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so my question for you, um, as a guy that's just now going into the position that you're in, um, with the wisdom that you've had over, I mean, what's what's awesome about your experience and both of y'all's experience is you're going to look back with such a smile, not because of the win-loss record, but because of what you got out of it as a man.
2: The hard fought, yeah, for
3: sure. Saying like the brotherhood's gonna be through the roof because um, of just all the days you guys went through some hard shit together. You that's what makes a brotherhood is not you know rainbows and sunshine. Um, but if you could go back, you're in my position. You're you're stepping into a, to this um, opportunity in Nebraska with what you know now. What would be your mindset going in?
1: Mm. What would you tell yourself? Well, beyond the things we've talked about, because I feel like I just, I wish I knew the things I did now. Obviously, Mm -hmm. everyone does. Um, But don't take any moment for granted. I think anything that I have to tell you, I think you already know. You know what I mean? Just hearing you talk and, like, you got Joe. um, Compete. If you don't believe in yourself, no one will. You know, I know you know that. But coming in, like, let's learn everybody's name relationships go a long way mm-hmm. you know and when, when no one's looking when you're working your ass off the little moments in practice what someone else doesn't think matters you think matters and it all carries over until it's a momentum that can't be stopped you know and I wish I think I did some great things but I think I stopped because I didn't know exactly what got me to that point mm-hmm. you know it was almost an unconscious like will to compete not that my will to compete left me but it was like a you know some of the things that I was doing when I first got there I I wish I never stopped so maybe that's another thing you know that hunger that you're going to have when you first get there don't let it fade you know don't let it go away even when you go in there and compete and win the job
3: yeah I think one of the hardest parts um, is what you're willing to do while you're in the competing process and then once you achieve it and you are the starter and being able to sustain that you know doing what it took. 100%. That's extremely hard. I mean, yeah. I, I even experienced that at Independence, um, you know, when I was competing for the job, you know, four months ago now, five months ago. Um, and then when, you're, the when you've been the starter for six weeks, it's, it's a completely different story.
1: It's crazy. It's, I yeah. think it's like human nature, too. It you definitely. know what I mean? And when you have so much focus on one objective or one goal or whatever, and you get that goal— not becoming complacent with well, whatever it is.
3: And I won't even say I what's tough is just um also you gotta have some balance though. So I think what also tailors into is once you like I, I remember thinking to myself, you know, week six or seven, like why I feel like I put in more time, you know, early on in the season than now. And it's like, well, early on in the season I was trying to learn the playbook. Like mm. there's also just some natural things where like you kind of figure it out to the point where you have more time on your hands mm. just because there's there's less things you you need to figure out cuz you've already figured them out but then utilizing that time then to to further it right but um it's tough cuz you know you also you also are a human being and you want to be social but yeah you want to have then, a life outside of that but then you know every decision you make as a quarterback outside of football is is being watched as well so it's just yeah
1: it is, and, yeah, and it's you gotta know simple. Like, how your teammates are viewing you, and you gotta be a leader not just on the field, but off it. That's another unique challenge of playing quarterback, but part of what makes it so great. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even to
2: build off that, like there's always that next step we can be taken.
1: Definitely, right? I mean that's life. Like yeah. as soon as as soon
2: as you got that hitch down, that 15 yard hitch, like let's start throwing that 15, 18 yard comeback. And for me, it's like as soon as like I got the coverage aspect down, like well, to make myself even more valuable like let's learn how how to rush the passer like there's always a new, a next step you can take within your profession to just become more valuable and be become a greater asset um to the team to the outcome to the game and I think if like if we continue to have that drive in our hearts, like we're the only thing that can get in our in our way mm-hmm. I truly believe that.
0: Awesome. Brock, Jojo, thank you guys for joining us. I don't know, Adrian, this this conversation is right here is, I think why we wanted to do this.
1: No doubt, dude. Um, I think people are going to be really juiced about this conversation. It was a heartfelt one and one that ankle hit home for many people. Thank you guys for having us,
2: man. We appreciate the opportunity to come speak our hearts with y'all. I love you boys and...
1: Let's get after it this fall. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Brock, good luck. And
0: Louisville. Thank
1: you. Quick shout-out to Random Person from TJ Maxx. I want to appreciate you for supporting the podcast, for com- commenting on the podcast, uh, giving us feedback. It is much appreciated. You're very sweet. And um, I love that you changed your Twitter name to random person, and TJ Maxx. So I hope you continue loving each day and each moment. You're the best. Thank you again.
0: Make sure to follow the podcast at capital A-T-H Unfiltered on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow our personals as well at MartinezTheQB and then at XOnSports. Thank you so much for listening in. For Adrian Martinez, I'm Jeff Ekstrom. We'll see you next time.
4: Boom!